The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. You're listening to Eyes Up Here, the Queen's Extreme Podcast. Starring the Queen of Extreme, Francine. Exclusively on the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire. This is Eyes Up Here being brought to you today on the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner here on Eyes Up Here, the Queen of Extreme, Francine. Francine, episode number five of Eyes Up Here, the Queen's Extreme podcast. How are you doing on this lovely Monday morning? I... I'm having hair problems today. I've been playing, playing with my hair for like 10 minutes now. Um, yeah, I had a little bit of a crazy week. Um, you know, uh, when you have children, you have to expect the unexpected always. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm sitting home and I get this, uh, the phone rings, you know, and you're always looking at your phone or checking your email to see what's going on. And it was my son's school. My son is in second grade. And uh, there was a threat to oh the boy. school. And they had to evacuate everybody and take them to a safe place. And there were cops. There was, uh, you know, fire department. and Everybody was brought to the school. None of the parents were allowed to come. We had to sit at home. They weren't letting anybody near the parking lot area. They just wanted to evacuate. I I tell you, a minute seems like a day when you're waiting for information. My heart dropped and I was just like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And uh, all they said that there was a threat and there would be more information to come. And I'm sitting there and I just couldn't. I couldn't compose myself because in my mind I'm thinking, oh my God, what, you know, what is going on? Something happens to these children because they're all, you know, it's little, it's, it's like a pre-K to a second grade. They're all little kids. Yeah. And um, so I waited and then I got another call. It seems like a year later, but they finally called back and they were like, you know, everybody is back into the building. Everybody is safe. We'll give you more information later. Dismissal is on time, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just like, okay. So here was a bomb threat. Oh, wow. And there were several calls made. Um, they still don't have any information who called, but they're investigating. And it's just like, you know, was it somebody real with real motives or was it a kid playing a practical joke? You know, either yeah. way. It's take like, it seriously. Oh my gosh. It, my, uh, I tell you what, like my, I aged 20 years in that half hour that I was sitting there waiting for these phone calls. It's like, right. it's the scariest thing because you have no control over anything. You're not allowed to go there. You, you, you just waiting for them to call you. Yeah. Um, so it was just, it, it was awful. It was awful. And, um, he got off that bus. I grabbed him and I, I always give him a hug and a kiss when he came home, but I did not want to let that kid go. It was like traumatizing to me. Oh. So scary. So scary. Yeah, that's terrible. So, I mean, and I know from the lockdown drills that they do now, I mean, that's like in itself, I mean, to explain to a third grader why you have to do it. It's like, you got to be as like, 
I don't know, as careful as possible. You don't want to scare them, so to speak, right. like, you know, thinking that imminent danger is coming every day. But you also don't want to be so light as to not give them like, all right, look, this is if there is a real emergency, this is what you have to do. So I can't imagine getting that message. So my heart goes out to you for that. That's uh, that's terrible. Yeah. Everybody's and, okay. and like, yeah. Every, thank God. Everybody's fine. I, and my mom um, used to tell me about my my one sister she's oh gosh she's in her 60s now she's like 65 or something so she was in grade school when like the war was going on you know right and they used to literally have the drills where you would have to get under your desk desk. yeah yeah and she would come home from school and freak out every single time and my you know my mom used to always tell me these stories and i'm like that's horrible to put a little kid i know it was necessary i guess but to put a little kid through that and then she would come home and she would have nightmares, wasn't able to sleep. She was scared she was going to die because Ugh. they just kept drilling these kids. Like, okay, it's war. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so crazy. So when, when he came home, I didn't want to get into it too much, like you said, because I was just like, I want to be subtle. And I just said, what happened at school today? And he said, oh, we had, he put it off like we had a drill. Like he didn't even know there was a threat. He, I, right. I, I guess they, they, the teachers were probably just like, oh, it's a drill. We're going to go outside and not to scare them maybe. But um, I tell you, it it's frightening. It's frightening that there's people out there who want to hurt innocent children. It just, yeah. good Lord, this world, I'm telling you, crazy. Yeah, crazy, wor- crazy. working in the news industry, you know, I see... I see it every day, obviously, and it's not that you become desensitized to it, but you just you become more conscious of the fact that it's, it's real and that it can happen anywhere. And these days it does happen anywhere and everywhere. And I'm actually working on it's funny you even mentioned this because I'm working on a disaster uh, exercise with uh, a local college to kind of I'm working from a media perspective and, you know, playing sound effects and helping create the element of that chaos. Uh, but that's for like, you know it's really like a technical school it's for adults you know and obviously yeah. adults are going to handle things in a much much different way and having to explain stuff that severe to kids is like keep him in the mindset of it was just a drill that <laughs> there, yeah. there was no threat it was just a drill and, and they they did the right thing and you know just to hear mm-hmm. like well my, my daughter says they have to you know basically like they have to hide behind stuff like you just you can't wrap your head around it you know it's no. it's the craziest craziest it's he- shit it's heavy. It, it's really, it, it's heavy for me. Uh, you know, you're doing it with a seven-year-old. Like, yeah. how do you think they're, they're comprehending it in their little minds? It's just, I, I just don't understand. You know, I, I, I don't know. But hopefully they find out where these calls came from. I'm, I'm hoping it was a kid that was just doing prank calling because, I mean, you know. Yeah. There, I, yeah there's some people out there who, uh, I, I. I don't know. It just, it's frightening. And um, I'm glad it's over. Uh, it's not going to be the last time. I'm sure other people have experienced this as well, but scary, very, yeah. very scary. Not so, fun. Uh, I remember yeah. um, yeah. In, in 1999 when with the whole Columbine shooting in Colorado, I was in high school. So I was a junior in high school and uh, my wife and I dated since 
before then. Um, oh. We're walking through the hall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and this terrible tragedy. I'll explain that. Uh, so we were walking <laughs> through the hallway, and she just had a jacket on. And I don't know if you recall, they were the trench coat mafia, the, the Columbine shooters. They made oh. this 16, 17-year-old little girl take off her jacket because as part of the protocol for the drills and for the, the safety, everybody had to have, you know, just – shirts exposed no jackets nothing concealed because at that point we didn't know you know we didn't know what to look for you know who knows well, well in 99 it was there was you know people really didn't have the metal detectors and, and things like that but everybody's so prepared to handle these situations that i guess you know a cat's off i guess to the school for being so active with you guys and letting the parents know uh one mm-hmm. that there was an issue two the issue was cleared and that the kids were at worst for wear and getting off screaming you know crying and running off uh, the school bus. Yeah, they no, they he came home like nothing was wrong, you know, and it was me who grabbed him and hugged him and kissed him. And I was like, are you OK? And then he's like, yeah, we just had a drill. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, we'll leave it like that. So, you know, it's uh, it's crazy. This world is nuts. It's been a crazy but, week for both of us. So I, I hear you. Right? <laughs> I know. I, I, I know. Um, Another thing I I had a first this week, if you're interested in hearing. So um, I have uh, two herniated discs. One is uh, on my neck. And then I have a bulging one, like right where the bra straps hits on your spine. Um, I'm full of arthritis. The doctor said I have fibromyalgia. Like I'm a mess, hot mess. So I've been going to a chiropractor now for years, trying to get some relief. And I just did cupping. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. Do you, can you see? Oh, I don't know which one. I I can see on the video. Did you have it right under, right around your neckline? Yeah. Um, God, this is, oh, there it is back. Yeah. I can't see it. I can't see, but Um, I can feel like if you're explaining. Can you see it when I turn? A little bit. Also on the video, Patreon exclusive, if you want to see with us. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I know exactly what the cupping is. It's, uh, it's pretty intense. Well, I was scared to death to do it because um, I get deep tissue and then I get adjusted. And she, I mean, she goes hard with the deep tissue. Like she's strong, my girl, strong, <laughs> strong. And she, she beats me up. And uh, last week, uh, my husband got the cups on his legs because he was having problems like around his calf area and stuff. Right. And he felt better. And he's like, I think you should try it. And I was like, I'm so scared. Like, I see all these people with all these bruise marks on their backs from the cups. And he's like, come on. He goes, look what you did. And I was like, yeah, I went through a table. I can do cupping. Like, who cares? (laughs) You handle Um, total elimination. You can do cupping. (laughs) Yeah. Like, come on. Stop being a puss. So uh, I did it. And I tried it. And she did it on uh, my neck area and my back. And I do feel better. Um, I'm going to continue it. I'm going to make her do it uh, more suction because she went a little light because it was my first time. Um, yeah. But I'm going to keep trying it because I, I'll tell you what, like anything that helps me, I'm all for. But it, it was such a weird, it felt weird. Like it feels like your, your skin is being sucked and then it pinches and then it's itchy. But you can't yeah. move. You can't go scratch it. So I just kind of had to lay there. And, and then she like needs you out when, when it's done. Um, but I've tried cryotherapy. I've tried flotation um, where you lay in the salt water for like 30, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. You're under the water. And uh, that, I mean, that was relaxing, but it, 
it, it only lasted a day and then all the pain came right back. Uh, the oh. cryotherapy, I was cold, uh, very nipply. <laughs> you're naked, <laughs> you're freezing. Um, you have to really go like two or three times a week to get the benefits. It's kind of expensive. Um, yeah, it's very expensive. But but, uh, but yeah. they say a lot of stuff. There's a lot of the cryotherapy that actually uh, there's some form of it that that athletes do use to kind of combat a lot of like the concussion syndromes too with the 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 uh, the chirotherapy. So it's uh, oh. it's interesting. Yeah, it's very it's all this this modern medicine. It's just fascinating. But the cups, if you've never seen somebody who has just been you know a recipient of the cups. You might think that they're either like an abusive relationship or they're yeah, like or a, a lion tamer. Yeah, or a hickey. Well, depending on I where have they have them, it's a little. The neck is a, that's questionable for, for the hickeys. But if you see somebody yeah. with their shoulders or uh, their legs and stuff, you either think they're a lion tamer or they're in like an abusive relationship because it's that like, you know, it's that strong of a suction that it leaves that right. big of a mark. Yeah, like I, uh, like I said, she went light on me yesterday i think i went yeah i went yesterday she went kind of light on me so the next time i'm sure it'll be darker but when i have them here and she was like oh you look like you have hickeys all over your neck and i was like oh <laughs> hey um so your I husband turned you on to this <laughs> listen i haven't had a hickey in 20 years probably so um yeah pretty pretty cool but um i feel a little better like i said um i was supposed to like up my water intake and whatever you know but um little little looser so i'm gonna try it again next week i'm gonna keep doing it and uh see how it works but i tell you you try anything to i said if this makes me feel one percent better it was worth it because god i'm like a hundred years old over here it's horrible i guess this is growing Age. up right that's the blink one oh, yeah. this is this is an adult you're, you're i'm an adult now and this is this is what i uh what i have to deal with every day but um you know We'll, we'll see what happens. And then uh, I called my doctor's office. This is another one. Great. <laughs> yes, and they're like, three. yeah. <laughs> oh, I am just the shits this week. And he's like, uh, yeah, we, we can't get you in at all in October. Uh, and uh, we're not sure about November. Oh, my God. I, and I'm like, are you kidding me? So uh, I've taken a booking. Just let me get my plug in while I remember. Um, October 26th, I'm going to be at I Play America. It's an 80s, uh, it's I don't called, know. It's, it's called, a, 80, I'll step in. It's 80s Wrestling Con. It's at I Play America you. in beautiful Freehold, New Jersey. And uh, I Play America okay. is like a state-of-the-art, you know, facility where they got a lot of, they do a lot of things under one roof. They do a lot of gaming stuff, you know, a lot of like, they host a lot of events. Uh, but this is the second 80s Wrestling Con. And I, I'm up on this stuff because we work the convention circuit. So I'm very aware. But I also talked to Mr. Uh, Mr. Feinstein over the weekend in Baltimore. Oh. So I knew that. That's the other reason I know the uh, the details of your appearance. Okay. No, I'm not a stalker, I swear you're to God. You're stalking me, Chad. <laughs> but, That's uh, what you're doing. If you're a fan of... <laughs> Of, of just the, the like I said the always I say it all the time the the glory days the glory era the guys that really built the foundation of the business it's 80s wrestling con and Francine is the perfect complement to 80s wrestling con yeah even though I wasn't around in the 80s um, they threw me in there so <laughs> they needed somebody and they asked me to do it and I was like yeah sure why not um, so I was able to get that booking and I was also asked to go to Wrestlecade. I uh, have not confirmed that one yet because waiting for the doctor to call. So um, <laughs> if I can get in in November, I'm definitely going to do it because my 
pain levels are just ridiculous. But yeah. if I can't, I might be going to WrestleCade this year. Ooh. So maybe, it's pretty. Maybe exciting. Eyes Up Here hits the road for a special. Uh, maybe. Eyes Up Here maybe. patronage exclusive. Maybe you never know. You never know. We're, we're, uh, we are thinking about it. We are waiting to see, um, you know, what the options are. Uh, I was told first, I was told November 6th and I was like, I'll take it. And then she was like, Oh, well, I have to see if the other, cause there's two surgeons. So she's like, I have to see if the other doctors available too. And I'm like, I felt like saying, well, why did you even tell me? Like, <laughs> don't get my hopes up. And then she was like, well, November 22nd, I was like too late. I'm going to have to wait till next year. If this is the case, because the holidays are coming up, Disney's coming up. Yeah, and you're getting start, close. And I start work again. Yeah. And I'm I'm on the road again. And I, I have already committed to stuff and I can't yeah. back out. So um this has been a disaster. Like these last three years, I just wanna choke myself for even starting with this surgery. But you know, you, who knew? Well, we've been on the journey with you because going back even to our, our pilot, you were so optimistic that it was finally going to get done. And you were like, yes, it's October. It's October. And yeah. then as we've seen the weeks unravel. You know, we've had to live with the agony that you've had to go through of, of getting, <laughs> you know, delayed and then delayed and then finally again delayed. And it's like, man, you know, just feeling for you because, you know, we don't want you to be in pain. We want you to be uh, up and ready to go here. You know, we, we don't want to be an in pain queen. Right. I I long for the day when I I can just get out of bed like a normal person and not have to like push myself up very slowly or grab onto my thigh and pull myself up because of my the core. I can't yeah. move. It's it's like it's so frustrating to me and I I can't, you know, pushing a vacuum hurts and coughing and breathing. It's just bullshit. Nobody knows what's wrong with me. I've had so many CAT scans. They can't find anything. So it has to be, excuse me, it has to be the separation of my abdominal region with the stitches. There, there's nothing else. I mean, the only other thing I could do right now is get the scope that goes down and they examine into the stomach with the GI specialist. Right. That's the only other option that I have. Uh, and I know for a fact when they do that, they're not going to find anything. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the surgeries that I've had. So super frustrating. I'm like, I'm ready to call it a day with this, but I got to keep trucking, man. We got that Disney <laughs> trip in the, the beginning part of the year. We need you healthy I, I, and happy for Disney. Come on. I know it. I know that's, that's what's uh, keeping me going. And that's why I can't, you know, I don't want to do the surgery too late because then I won't be able to walk around Disney and then they're going to ruin everything for me. So uh, yeah, that's not an option. And, and the, and the pain was so bad. I'll tell you the pain was so bad the other day. I actually took one Percocet thinking it'll calm me down because I've had pain pills in my uh, closet, my cupboard for the last three years. I just don't like to take them. Yeah. And I took one because I'm like, maybe it'll get the edge off. I got so nauseous. Ugh, I was so sick sick to my stomach so i'm like okay so now when i get the surgery i am not i cannot take pain pills i have to find another alternative because i am being nauseous is one of the worst feelings in the world yeah. it really is and i am not going through that again so um i chad 
you know, I have to do something or you're going to lose a co-host. I need to figure <laughs> this out. And... Well, if, if your if your figures toy company doll could uh, get released soon, we could prop it up in your chair and I could just <laughs> talk to it and I could do like a ventriloquist thing. And I just sure. off air, I'd just be like, oh, yeah, Chad, you're the greatest co-host <laughs> that is, ever. That is so creepy. But um, OK, we can <laughs> we can try that. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, you know, there's always something going on, I guess. But um that that's where I'm at. So we'll see what happens. But gosh, it's so frustrating. Hey, how about uh, last week with the franchise? You know, getting back to to listen to it again. Just a lot of fun oh. to hear you guys rapping back and forth. Just to plug last week's episode, if you haven't had a chance to take a listen to it, with the franchise popping on for a little bit with us. It's always fun. I just love hearing you guys go back and forth. It's like a uh, you know, it's like a family reunion, but it's always uh, it's a lot of fun. There's always something to discuss with him and I because we have so much history. So there'll never be a dull spot where we have nothing to talk about. Um, it was really good to have him on. Uh, like I said, we we had just been together doing that, you know, the show in North Carolina. So um, lots of fun, fun stuff. And uh, he's he's so knowledgeable. You know, oh, he, he's best. been around. He's been around forever. Um, he'll talk forever if you let him. <laughs> I had about an hour phone call with him after he was on, so I know exactly. Oh, did you really? Yeah, okay. we, uh, you know, we like I, I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but you know, we have a little conspiracy theory uh, going on behind the scenes of uh, the Triple Threat. We think uh, there's some uh, some scraping of the franchise out of wrestling history, and I'm investigating it presently. Uh, he's what? been so. Uh, if I, that means I didn't. I thought I did. I must have dreamed it. So we have a little theory on the Triple Threat podcast, which is on Vince Russo's The Brand exclusively. If you like to listen to it, you got to subscribe. It just, there you go. I'll plug it again at the end of the show. But mm -hmm. uh, so it's, you know, the Mandela effect. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, I've heard of it, but I'm not very familiar with it. So the Mandela effect is essentially things that you thought were a certain way are really the opposite, right? So uh, okay. sm small examples of it are like, you know, the the way the Berenstain Bears are spelled. Everybody always thought it <laughs> right. was, you know, S-T-E-I-N and they have it as S-T-A-I-N. Like little things that you thought your mind processed as one outcome that's really another. There, there's okay. thousands of them. So my theory is that the WWE is scraping Shane out of big moments in, in wrestling history. He's not associated with any of these big ECW things that they talk about. It's always the same three or four guys that they reference, and they've kind of x Shane out of history. And that's just a theory that I'm exploring. So you might they be guilty. They never used me either. Well, I was just about to say, you might be guilty by association. But no, but this goes even further, Francine. This goes into then stuff that he did when he was in the WWF that's not mm -hmm. around or there's things when he was in uh, WCW that is just, it's not aired. It's and they take it out of the shows. So we're Whoa. exploring these things little by little. So all I had to do was tell him that once and we just, it exploded. <laughs> now he's he all on board. <laughs> is, yeah. Right. Is he on the alumni page? He's on the alumni page, but if you click okay. on his profile on the app, because I use the app for a lot of the network stuff I look up, um, he's associated with WCW. So you go on Tommy Dreamer's page, he's ECW. You go to you're you're on there too. You're yeah, you're ECW. Yeah, I'm ECW. Taz, who spent ten years as a commentator in WWE, is ECW. associated with ECW. Shane. They have WCW on there. Now, that's not a knock towards Shane's time in WCW because he spent years there. Spent three different stints in WCW. 
but I think he might be a little more identifiable with his ECW yeah. run. Yeah, um, agreed. So it's little things he's just been scraped out of segments, um, intros, uh, and mm-hmm. whether or not, you know, he says it's renting space in Vince's head, which I love that line. I think that's uh, it's a T-shirt somewhere. I got to write that down. Wow. But okay. um, yeah, we've just been working on this Mandela effect thing. So after we recorded last week, he called me. And we were an hour talking about it. So Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I, um, I saw that they put up when he threw the belt down. Yes. Didn't they'll, they, they? They'll throw a bone. I'm not saying they completely don't mention him. <laughs> they'll throw a bone at they'll, him. Okay. They'll throw a bone, and they'll reference him in regards to certain things. But uh, he had shared an example about uh, there's some Nitro that he was a major part of that he's completely cut out of. Uh, the th- oh. One of the things that I presented was, um, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a, a Monday Night Raw intro that they filmed on the roof of Titan Tower in uh, yeah. 95. Yep. He yep. was in it. He was the dean. He was featured in the intro, scraping his hands across the chalkboard. Nope. Nothing. C- completely cut out of that. The, uh, the retrospective wow. they did on it. Not even him in the background of a shot. Like he's completely wiped from it. So uh, we're exploring this. It's not a definite thing. This is just speculation interesting oh wow i don't know if you'll ever get to the bottom of it but it is uh we may never it's an interesting topic yeah yes, it is. well so you're I mean, guilty by association sorry i don't i don't know <laughs> maybe i am i don't i i don't know i i just know like a lot of the things that they've done in the past i haven't been mentioned or included very weird. which i'm just like oh are you kidding me because you know I mean, there were a lot more men than women, and I, yeah. I not to not to toot my own horn, but I was there the longest out of anybody, and I think mm-hmm. I left a mark on that company. So to be shunned, kind of, is just like it's no uh, slight. I'm not, and, and I've said this on Triple Threat too. I'm not saying anything negatively against who they feature because look, I was the ECW mark myself. I loved ECW, but if yeah. you were to view stuff that was done by the WWE, the only people that were in ECW were Dreamer the Dudleys, Sabu to an extent, and Rob Van Dam. And now, and Taz as well. Uh, those are the only yeah. guys that are ever featured as being, and, and they'll throw Sam in, you, in there too every once in a while. Well, I, I'm thinking too, like my theory behind that is those guys worked for both companies for a long, most of them. Like Sabu did the, the revamp, Sam right. did the revamp on it. But like Van Dam, Dreamer, um, the Dudleys, they were all a major part of WWE as well. Yes. Maybe that's, you know, that to me is a big reason why. Yeah, but Joey, Joey Styles worked there for 10 years. Yeah. Where's, jo- where's Joey Styles? They never have him featured on anything. Well, you know? he wasn't really a wrestler. But still, he was a huge part of the shows. He was, but, you know, I mean, uh, it's just little, little, the little, yeah, little thing I don't know. that you'll see, um, you know, they they put Steve Austin stuff he did in there. Obviously, it's uh you know it's, it's featured prominently. Obviously, the stuff that Cactus did is featured very prominently. Sure. Uh, even Mysterio too. They they feature that stuff. But and th- you're right. They did have those guys under lock and key for a long time and and long associations with them. And they own everything, so they can do whatever the hell they yeah. want. But it just becomes very evident that it's driving a narrative in a certain direction. So it's it's funny, too, because like I was in one of the encyclopedias mm-hmm. and I was sh- I was shocked. I, I, I'm next to like Frank, Frank, the spaceman, something or other. <laughs> I forget his name. <laughs> um, 
but I, I'm in this encyclopedia, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I made an encyclopedia. Like, yeah, well, that's you got. They got your likeness. They got your pictures. They will put you in there. Whatever contract you sign, I then, guess. You gave them the the ability to do that. Listen, I don't even know what I signed. All I remember is I was told something on the phone. I get the contract. (laughs) I sign it. I show up. Everything's out the window. It's like nothing I was told was happening. And I was just like, man, if I knew this, I would have never signed that piece of paper. I'll give you one. No. Continue. Uh, I was just going to say no fault to the, you know, to like, cause dreamer is the one that called me to sign right. and no fault to him. I, I believe that he believed it as well. Cause I don't think he would lie to me um, about work, but it was just like, you're going to do this, this, and this, you're going to be what you were to ECW. We're going to carry it over. And then I get there and they're like, do you have bikinis? <laughs> I go, yeah, well, you're going to do bikini. Listen, I never had to do bikini contest ever. We did it once in ECW, and that's because the card, I remember the card wasn't that great, and Paul wanted something special. Right. And he wanted us to do, like, a, a, a bikini thing. And I, they weren't even selling bikinis because it was off-season, so I had to wear bra and panty. Oh, I ran geez. to the mall, bought a bra and panty, came back and did the deal. But, I mean, that was the only time I ever had to do something like that. And here, I'm much older and every week I'm in a bikini and I swear that is not what I signed up for. Right. You know, and it just, it pissed me off because I had more experience than a lot of the girls in the locker room and I could work and I was willing to bump and I was willing to do things. I just, they didn't let me, you know, they didn't want it. So just kind of makes you go. Hmm. I'm just trying to look for the name of the, the, the DVD, but they did a DVD, the last ECW DVD they put out. This is where, oh no, it was a, was it a hardcore, it was some kind of hardcore history um, that they had on. Maybe it was with their hardcore title. And the reason I say that Shane is wiped out of history is because Raven had litigation against them and they still brought Raven back to do a DVD. Okay, so that's why mm. I know that Shane has the super duper mega heat that is probably not subsided anytime soon. So therefore he is pro wrestling's Mandela effect. Seriously. Is that not like the <laughs> coolest moniker? Like, come on. Yeah. Where's, where's my marketing department? Where is it? Is it down the hall here? Where in my is house? it? I don't know, but I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because I mean, people should uh, be recognized for what they contributed to the business. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just to be slighted for whatever reason, it's like, come on, man. You know, so I don't know, whatever. There's, there's no, um, there's no rhyme or reason to what people do in this. Oh shoot. I pushed the wrong button. No rhyme or reason to what people do in life. And you just have to roll with the punches. But, um, Shane definitely contributed a lot more than what he's given credit for. So, um, and you yeah. would know better than anybody, that's for sure. And I told Understood. you, I told you a few weeks ago, I would start bringing my conspiracy theories to you sooner or later. Yeah, I, I'm digging it. I, that's something that I I didn't really think of, you know. And and now that you brought it up, it's kind of like, wow, you know, you're onto something. And and me, I always get the heat because of him. That's right. <laughs> and that's not cool. That's not cool, Shane. <laughs> you know, like I I just don't. I'm a nice person. Why am I? being punished because of you i don't know but it's okay what are you gonna do exactly what what are you gonna do so what can you do exactly so uh before we have our guests here in a couple of minutes um yeah 
we're five episodes in. We've got our Patreon up and running. We've thrown some exclusive content out there in the uh, in the wild. And if you haven't had a chance to sign up to the Patreon or check it out, please do so. It's patreon.com slash Francine Podcast. And uh, it's a lot of fun. We've uh, we've uploaded some uh, media calls that Francine took place in up there, as well as uh, an exclusive talking about AEW uh, and their debut last week. And uh, we recorded one just before we started this show today, uh, where Francine's mm-hmm. talking about her her figures toy company, action figure slash doll release. My doll, it's my doll. <laughs> action figure slash doll, whichever <laughs> you want to call yeah. it. Um, so if you're gonna <laughs> invest in a Patreon consider us we're having a lot of fun doing it it's uh it's it's a labor of love without a doubt and we hope that you come join us and let's say let's just give a quick shout out to our newest uh patreon members uh we're gonna say hi to uh cj marciano matthew d sanic uh king tim i, I don't know if i'm pronouncing these correctly king timothys greg a merwin tim delong michael crow and travis king and brent Seaward. Those are our newest members. Um, we've been having fun on Discord chatting. Uh, we're going to start that up uh, again. Uh, we're going to probably do every Tuesday and see how that works out for us. And um, yeah, people are saying they, they love the fact that they can watch as well as listen. Um, so it's it's a bargain. Just a ten dollars you get you get audio and video and then the perks the perks go up if you can spend more but just give it a give it a look it's uh patriot.com slash francine podcast it's cool hey the discord i didn't carry over i wanted to talk about the monkeys this week but maybe we'll save that for a patreon exclusive that is that that is uh one of my uh bands there showing my age but yeah we could we could talk about that but um you know we're still we're still new to the game. It's only the first month that we've had this, so we're we're still working out the glitches and and welcoming people. And um, I think so far it, it's been good, and everybody's enjoying it. So I keep saying this: if you have any suggestions, please leave them on the page and let us know what you want to see, and we'll work on it. Yeah, and if you're watching this because so. you're a Patreon member, hey. You rock. You are just the best. You do. And if we I'm love talking, you. I'm talking to you exclusively, so you know who I'm talking to. I'm looking right yep. at you. I'm pointing right at you. We, we you love are the you. best. <laughs> we love you guys. Oh, okay. You want to sprinkle some pixie dust? And we'll... Oh, yeah, movie? absolutely. Where's my hand? See, I was, I'm, it's opposite, so I have to move my hand this way. So here's some little pixie dust for you. Like, there you go. Oh, there we go. So, biggest problem this week. Have you seen... I started talking about it last week on the show and then kind of got cut off because our guest was ready. Have you seen what happened to the Skyliner this week? I saw a lot of chatter about the Skyliner. Holy moly. So what so, happened? So uh, I, I've seen a lot of different reports about it. Uh, people were saying it crashed. There was a big to-do and blah, blah, blah. I watched a video and I think I could be wrong, but I think what happened was when it was coming in to um, to the station to drop the people off, the the one car bumped into the other one oh, and they, <laughs> they kind of crashed and the ventilation system at the top is glass. So that shattered. So that oh, broke geez. and there was glass all over the, the, the ground. Um. Oh, Jesus. She's horizontal and vertical for the camera shot. <laughs> Whatever. Just tell her to hold it regular. It's fine. Um, 
Okay, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so there was glass all over the place. And what happened was there was a delay for hours. People were stuck in the oh, middle God. of the sky. <laughs> Your biggest fear. <laughs> well, yeah. Like I was saying, I was starting to say last week, like how scary it is because you're like up really high. Right. And these people were up there for like two, three hours, I heard. Jesus Christ. Which is crazy. <laughs> now, if you think about it, I believe it was towards the end of the day. So it wasn't really that warm, as warm as it would be during midday in Florida, right? Right, right. If that would have happened during the day, there's no air conditioning and really poor ventilation if you're if you're steady. The heat would have killed somebody being up there for like two, three hours. Like it would have been like a that, sweat. That would have been bad. Holy crap. Yeah. Not to mention you're just dangling from this wire for hours. And that's what happened. So now it's closed indefinitely. They don't even know when they're gonna oh, reopen. Geez. Oh God. Is that so crazy? It's only been open for like a week or so. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like, me. that's like the biggest fear. That it really is. Well, I'll tell you what, like I I took the kids, I'm not gonna say where, but we took our kids to uh, an amusement park, a theme park, and they have this thing where you get harnessed and you can walk, um, you climb steps, you get you you put your gimmick on the thing and you're harnessed right. and you climb, you're like it looked like a million feet in the air. My daughter wants to go on it. So I'm just I, I don't like heights, but I said I'm not gonna let her go up there by herself, so I will. I had a panic attack. Oh, like uh, three fourths of the way up, I right. I found myself paralyzed and I couldn't go the the rest of the way, um, and I'm screaming to her, "Come back, come back!" And like people, <laughs> you, your 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 gimmick is hooked, so somebody needs to like either walk around you or you have to move. It's like a, it looks like a, I don't even know what they're called. It's like a. What is that called when you're you're in like you're in a thing and then you move down the line like um like on like a grappling hook style thing like uh I, I like a conveyor belt style like um no you you had to move it yourself oh okay your your ball your ball thing is in this this thing where you move it through this um. I, I, God, I sound like yeah, an idiot. I, and I don't want to say oh, something stupid, so I, I'm just so going to err on the side of somebody, <laughs> Okay, if somebody had to go around you, you had to literally move your gimmick so they uh, can get around you. And I was paralyzed because I was so high up, and I'm look, and there's nothing on the side of you. There's no walls, so oh, you're on a ledge with nothing. I'm just looking down. And my daughter's up there, and I'm like, oh, no, we got to get off this thing. And she's like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to go down this way. And I just started going, like, going down the steps. I was frozen with fear. I was so scared. I said, never again am I going on this stupid thing. Like, it was crazy. And then I hear about the Skyliner, and I'm like, what if I was stuck in that car for two hours? I would freak out like i would literally freak the f out it would drive me insane because i just don't like heights and i don't like drops i don't like big drops and that's why i don't like the stupid slinky dog coaster um, <laughs> so did they have to get people out of it like did they get it moving and take them out or did they have to take them out like from where their location was i i, I don't know i i i think they took them i think it moved and then they 
I don't think they took them out with like harnesses or anything. Um, I saw a picture. They put up a picture in the video of a guy like hanging from something, taking somebody, but that was in the, um, like the rescue, like they were practicing rescues when it wasn't open yet. Yeah. So it wasn't the actual accident that had happened, but I, I think everybody got off the normal way, but they were stuck up there for at least two hours. Imagine if yeah. you go to the bathroom. Imagine you got to go uh, like you. Imagine you, you have you're... screaming kids. Nah, well, you're, but the bathroom. What you can you can control the screaming kids, but if nature calls, you know you you really might be. Uh, <laughs> they're gonna be like, did somebody spill some water up there? What's falling but from you, the skyliner? <laughs> uh, well, if the guys had a um, a bottle of water, you pour the water out. You, you can't can... bring a bottle of water on a Disney ride, can you? That's not a Disney ride. It's oh, a transportation. It's... All right, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Shane okay, used to so pee in a bottle have. all the time on the road. Well, that's a little disgusting, but I understand. Always. I he understand. would always pee in a bottle in the car. Yeah, we didn't have him. to stop. Yeah, he's very talented that way, I guess. But uh, I'd, yeah, be getting, I'd have uh, to get the rugs cleaned after mine. Yeah, I'd, have to be, I'd be so yeah, nervous of, of missing. It was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Um, it's uh, yeah. I saw that this week, and I was just like, "See, something happened already." So who knows if they're even going to be open again? Um, it's scary. Man, did those people get some freebies afterwards? <laughs> I don't know what they got. I all I know is the there was a picture with shattered glass all over the place, and people. I don't oh know if God. they had like mi minor injuries, but nobody was severely hurt. Hey, um, hey, look, here's some free $30 Mickey ears that you get to have now because I, you listen, got stuck for two hours. <laughs> I want a piece of Disney. If I'm on that, <laughs> they that better give me. Your, let's get that brick for you. I want shareholders stuff. <laughs> I, I want a piece of the action. I don't want a brick. I want some uh, stock, you know. I want to own Disney World. Well, I told you the story uh, about my husband with the pizza. Didn't no, I tell you that one? No, I have not. Uh, was it last year or the year before? Uh, it was it was kind of early in the day. My husband went down to the food court and he wanted to get a slice of pizza. And uh, you know you have your magic band, right? And right. he went up to the to the place and he went to swipe the band and it wasn't working. And the kid behind the counter says, "Oh, you have to go to the next kiosk or whatever." Okay, fine. He goes to that one. Didn't work. So he's getting pissed, right? So he's like, I just want a piece of pizza. And the, that kid's like, you got to walk over to the other side in the front. You got to pay up there. You got to come back, this and that. So a man saw him and the man came up to him and was like, sir, is anything wrong? And, and he's like, I just wanted a piece of pizza. Nothing's working. Uh, none of the, the things are picking up my magic band. The guy that asked him was a Disney executive. So he asked him what our room number was and, you know, have a magical day, whatever. The next morning, there's a knock at the door. It's early, early. And I get up and a basket comes. And I'm oh, talking wow. huge basket. Yeah. Had to be over two, $200 worth of stuff. Oh, my with gosh. The, a beautiful card. Very apologetic. Uh, we are so sorry that you, that you had um, a problem at the food court. If there's anything we could do to help you, please let us know. Disney ears, a Disney cap, two Disney mugs, <laughs> Very good. A, a Disney frame, candy. I mean, everything was in this this uh, basket. It was beautiful. And I emailed the guy to thank him, and he said, it's our pleasure. 
if we can assist you in any way, please let us know. And I'm just Very like, nice. they don't miss a trick, these they people. They don't. No, they don't. Well, speaking of not missing a trick, our guest is ready to go oh. on the line. So okay. I'm going to hand it well, to you, Francine. Do a lovely intro here. This this is a girl that I adore. I love her. She has become one of my best friends. Um, very, very talented and, and has a beautiful heart as well. Um, you might remember her as Ariel in the fakey C-dub. Uh, but let's let's uh, welcome Miss Shelly Martinez to the podcast. She Hello? Hello, Hello babe. You're no picture. Oh, there we go. There we go. Oh my god, you just popped me huge with veg. <laughs> you know what? Then mission accomplished. Because I started I when it asked me to put my name in there, I started to put I put Shelly, and I said, no, 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 delete that. Well, you have to tell the story now because nobody's going to understand why your name is Vag. Okay, well, I'm the Vag. Chat doesn't know. <laughs> I'm the just, so, just, just so everybody knows, at the bottom of our screen, if you don't see it on the audio, because it's audio, everybody's got their name on the bottom. So I got Chad, Francine has Francine, and Shelly has Vag underneath. So Shelly, please explain. Love it. I really wish I committed, though, to I was going to put morning badge, but I digress. <laughs> I love so, it. When um, Francine and I were working together back in the day in the fake ECW, um, we <laughs> used to just we love, love Jillian Hall. But Jillian is and this is not talking crap. She'll admit it. Like she's a little <laughs> prissy, a little stuck uppy about certain things, you know, like, um, and when I say that, I say that because I'm a very rough around the edges kind of gal. I'm very rate. So me and Francine would be like, hi, vag face. And we'd say, oh, my vag. And we'd say all oh, this, a vag, vag. And she'd get so angry. She would just be like, why do you have to say that word? Ugh. And she'd get so upset. And, um, you know, we would just vag face. And then I remember, I hope it's okay to say this, Francine, but one time I was... Uh, <laughs> seeing this fella and um i didn't know if i was gonna see him that night and francine said you know what shelly you gotta always wash your vag you never know and i said exactly <laughs> so the vag has many um definitions to me if you will and the best part of all of those two stories and how the vag is so dear to me when i had that <laughs> awesome match with rebel on tna and uh, i was uh, you know, she was like splitting my legs. And so of course you got to sell the vag. And so I thought, oh my gosh, I feel that Jillian and Francine will see this match. And in that moment I had a choice. And so I started yelling my vag. So when people are like, it's become iconic. Like people will just tweet me my vag, my vag on my I, channel, my vag. I watched that match and I, I can't even tell you how huge I popped when I heard her scream my veg because the, the whole arena is just like, you could tell they're like, did I just hear veg? Like, why is she screaming my veg? And I knew exactly why she did it. So for two I, people. For I two feel, people. Yes, I feel blessed that I was included in that moment that she thought about me during work. So I, I love it. I well, love here's it. The, here's the thing, Chad. <laughs> what a lot of people don't realize about me because I'm a girl with like big boobs and I like to fix myself up. Oops. They think that like uh, I get my kicks with getting attention by like being all hot and sexy. No, I just like do that. I get my kicks and making people laugh, specifically Very my nice. friends. So that's why I took that opportunity. I'm being on a pay per view <laughs> and without hesitation and commitment, 
yell my vag, my vag, <laughs> oh my god, my vag. Yes. And I don't I don't know if they picked it up, but I also said, I think I peed myself. So. Uh, they might have. They might have. But <laughs> I was so um, taken aback by vag being screamed out into the arena that I was just, I was like, I love this girl. This is the best thing I've ever heard in a long time. And it's just hilarious. And it's, it's Shelly. It's pure Shelly. Well, so. that kind of like goes back to like why I kind of wanted to do wrestling to begin with, because I would hear these fun stories of like people being like all buddy, buddy, and like they train together or maybe they were on the road together. And then I, as I was growing up in wrestling, I would watch those people cause they were, you know, older than me. I would watch them play these little jokes on each other. And I was like, that's what I want to be. Like, I get it. Like, it makes it so much more fun when like, cause yeah. what people don't realize is the show is such a tiny part of like wrestling. It's like so much right. like preparation and getting there and all this. So <clears throat> for me, I found it very attractive that these dudes were giving legitimate hard times or practi practical jokes on their buddies. <laughs> I don't like it when it's like, you don't know the person and you're just doing it to like be funny, but when you know the person and you know, it's all in good nature I fell in love with that idea. So when I carried on into wrestling, I was like, that's who I'm going to be, damn it. And my badge <laughs> and I are very proud of that moment. And that match. Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and and it was never like a malicious thing. It was never hurtful. No. It was always in good fun. Um, I've, I've said this a million times, like the, the fake ECW, the only good thing that came out of it was our friendship. Because we, we knew each other before a little bit from WEW, which was another classic bed uh, <laughs> that we worked for. Uh, and I loved it there. That, that place was great. Um, and and Shelly and I knew each other, but we didn't hang out too much. And then we go over to Fake EC Dub, and we're on the same brand. And we now we call each other Roomie because we started yes. rooming together. And I've said it, like I, I'm repeating myself, I say it so many times, the only good thing that came out of that was our friendship. And, and that's the God honest truth, because I was miserable there. And I didn't, and you know, I, I wasn't comfortable. I didn't like it there. And like you and me together made it tolerable for me because it wasn't fun. It just, it just well, wasn't fun for me. Um, um, Like, I guess when I was saying earlier, like I knew that, like you said, that. Like, before I was the best thing but to see your face right now like <laughs> I feel like you're in that moment I'm realizing how unhappy you really were like I knew you were but like I was making it trying to make it fun for us so I guess yeah. to me it like I remember those times more than like you weren't happy and now I'm bringing back to that and it's so cool because to hear from you that when you're going through that time that I was able to make it fun for you like towards yeah. the end of my wrestling career that's all I cared about. Like, I didn't care anymore. I just saw girls feeling broken down and beaten, especially because they hadn't gotten to WWE, kind of what we're talking about, Chad. Yeah. And they were just miserable. So I would, my mission would just to be, have a fun match and make that locker room fun. If that means I come in with some champagne that I snuck in, so be it. Like, <laughs> you know, different little things like that. But all of a sudden, girls started telling me, oh my God, like, I haven't had that much fun in how long? And like, that meant so much to me. Like when people were like, oh, you know, she's just bitter because she, no, no, that's what means the world to me about more than anything. So to hear that what I did that for you and I didn't have in my head that that's what my role is to like bring yeah. to these girls. 
It's cool that I brought it to you, Franny, because we had some good times. We did. And I was just so restricted there. And you, you know, you know, they didn't let me do anything that I was capable of doing. So it was time after time, these stupid bikini things. And then, you know, when you and I had our little program, I was like, so cool. I'm going to get to do what I can do. And then balls goes and gets a drug test (laughs) and they find drugs in And then they're like, well, do you have your bikini? And I'm just like, holy shit, there's nothing else you can think of. Like, this is all creative can think of. You know, it was like they didn't even care. They didn't even try. It, it was so ridiculous. So my only other, you know, um, thing that I could do while being on the road was to try and have a good time when we were away from the arena. And that's right. what we tried to do. Um, so, yeah, that that was really because it was a miserable time for me, you know. And and I always said I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I got to make some money, but I, I got a really good friendship out of the deal. So it was worth it when you think about it, you know? Oh, so, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When, um, you know, when I was in a bad mood about everything and I was very hurt, um, something that started to pull me out of that mindset was, you know, my dog, Ethel, my little girl, mm. yeah. I got her in Kentucky when I was in, under contract because I had my boyfriend and he's from California. Um, I took him with me to Kentucky and I felt like he needs a wife cause I'm at training all day, you know, like he needs a wife. So I got Ethel and it's like, dude, I literally would have never had Ethel, my baby, my little girl, had I not gotten signed. And so it, when I started to like, that was the first turnaround. And then I was like, okay. And then my second turnaround was us and how we made it fun. And I was like, okay. That was good. And like, I started to like slowly weed out the crap. Oh yeah. What I got from it. And then that's when I was just like, Oh, and that's when I went back to the Indies and I had so much fun at first because I was Mm -hmm. like, I felt freed from the negativity. I I've refocused on what was important. Um, I brought that uh, energy to the Indies. And then when people started screwing me over in the Indies, it just like triggered it all. And that's when I was like, F this people I'm done. I'm out of here. Like, I, what are you like? I thought that was just like in WWE. What? No. Yeah. No, nerds. So, um, <laughs> well, let's just, um, so... for people who might not know your history, let's go back before OVW. Like, how did you get started in wrestling? Okay. Um, so I know this sounds really generic maybe, but I just knew I was supposed to be in wrestling. I just knew it when I was little, I would watch it. Um, I specifically watched it like when Cindy Lauper was involved and then I would fall out a lot because um, I just had a lot of different things going on. I was a pageant girl, boys, you know, different things to take me away from it. But I always came back to watching wrestling. And when I would watch the performers, um, someone that stands out to me uh, so much at that era was um, Goldust. My sister and I, after church, we'd watch wrestling and we'd watch Goldust and I would just be like, wow, like, like that's so theatrical and cool yeah and I just knew like in my soul like that was my destiny and I didn't really like talk about it much I just like when people would ask like yeah I'm gonna be a wrestler I was very like whatever about it because I just knew that was my path I didn't know how to do it though because I'm from California so there's not especially back in the day there wasn't many promotions or schools or whatever everything was like midwest or east coast 
because I had no clue. And this is before the internet was, is what it is today. So I didn't think to be like wrestling schools. I didn't know wrestling schools existed. Yeah. I just, <laughs> you know, it was like, what, how do I do this? So, um, what I would do is I would, when I would go to gigs, cause I started doing modeling and acting after high school, I would just talk about how I was going to be this wrestler. And I thought to myself, someone's going to remember that. And maybe it'll like get me in the right direction. So eventually a casting director put me in this independent film called backyard dogs. And oh. uh, I played a wrestler's girlfriend and they use local wrestlers. And so during like the lunch breaks and stuff on um, little breaks, I would sit there and I'd be like, so how do I do this? Like, no, I'm going to be a wrestler. So what do I do? And they're like, well, you got to go to wrestling school, you train, then you get matches and then you put a tape together and then you send it out. I was like, all right, done. So, um, I started going to wrestling school. I started mm-hmm. to trade. I had matches. I put the tapes out. Um, and then I just went from there. I had some really, um, interesting moments in that journey though because like the first wrestling school I left the reason why I left is because the owner groped me when he was supposed to be helping me with an injury um you know the wrestling school after that I went to was a lucha school shout out WPW that was one of the best times I had in wrestling um it was that's when I had that romance again of the wrestling business because it would just be me and Fred and a bunch of boys in a van yeah. and we would like drive <laughs> and we'd go to Texas and Mexico. And like, that's what I was like, this is what it's about. Like, and so I did that for like two years and then, um, I started to get looked at and then I used to be friends with that, a guy, Jesse James that built motorcycles and stuff. And, um, one day I was hanging out with him and he was like, why aren't you in WWF? I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. <laughs> and so then the next day I got a call and it was from, oh, I forget. Kevin Sullivan. No. Is that no, Kevin, right? Kevin I don't know. Dunn? No. Kevin Dunn? Not, it wasn't Kevin Dunn. It was somebody else. Kevin somebody Sullivan called me. Was... And then, w- no, that's a wrestler guy. There's another yeah, Kevin he, Sullivan, he though. WCW, there's, there's though. Two, well, there's another Kevin Sullivan, but I don't know if he's like a publication guy. He, there's another Kevin Sullivan. So oh, okay. it, it could have been Kev, the other one, the other I guy, heard, whoever so he is. I heard is. from that guy. I heard from some dude. And then the next thing I know, Johnny Ace is on the phone with me. And okay. it was interesting because I had a falling out with um, a wrestling company at the time. And they kind of made it seem like if I wasn't with them, I would never get a shot in WWE. And the reason why they... I had a falling out with them is because when I had the first falling out with the first school, I tried to go to this other school and they were like, yes, we want you. We see potential, but you can't wrestle for anyone else. And I said, but I've been taught shout out Ricky Reyes and Rocky Romero, my first trainers. They tra- taught me well. Uh, I was taught that the way you learn is you go to different territories and wrestle people. You get uncomfortable. You, you get scared. You, that's how you learn. And so I was like, how am I going to learn if I'm wrestling the same people over and over again? I'm just going to get comfortable with them. And then like, that's it. And so they didn't like that. I had that to say. So that was that. And then it's funny because when Johnny Ace called me, he goes, I have one question for you before we move on. And so, yeah, he goes, are you affiliated with, and he said the guy's name. And I said, no, he goes, good. We can have this conversation. I was scared. Cause I thought he was going to be like, oh, okay, never mind. If you're not one of his girls and we can't talk. So I was like, oh, that's <laughs> interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I got looked at for a while, got hired. Um, and oh, PS in between that, that's when 
Franny and I met at good old WP <laughs> or was it uh, W E W W E W. Yes. Um, yes. I had fun there too. Uh, I oh, that was the best. That was the, the only best. thing is, is I had a falling out with one of those guys that was in charge too. And um, when I got, when I was starting to get looked at, I remember he called me and he like threatened me. He's like, you know, I can, I can ruin your chances and da, 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 da. Really? And it was so long ago. Yeah. It was so long ago and I was so young and it kind of like scared me because I thought like, here I am doing all the right things, you know? So to be honest with you, it kind of traumatized me. So there's a good chunk of it. Uh, that Dan guy. Oh my God. Okay. I know yeah. exactly who you're talking about. Wow. Um, yeah. Like he Yikes. got really, and I don't know if it was one of those things like, cause all I can remember is I had a lot of fun. And then the last show I did for them, I thought I was going to get paid a certain amount per like, but it was like the whole show was the amount. Not, I thought that was per match. I was cause we get. did. Yeah. Cause we did like two shows in one night for two different tapings. Yeah, because here so, here's the thing like, about WEW. It was a it was a wrestling company, but they did porn. Uh, they brought in porn stars, and they would put porn in the middle of the wrestling pay per views because that's the only way the pay per view company was interested in using our product. So you had the wrestlers on one side, and then you had the porn girls on the other side. So no, we would, but what's great about it, it was like wrestling and a literal match is happening and it has not ended yet and then porn yeah and then a little bit of porn it'd be and ridiculous the porn, like if you're a guy and you're jacking off to the porn and you're not ready yet boop, goes back to wrestling it's like oh i wasn't done it, it was the most idiotic concept ever but it was the only way we can get our our pay-per-view slot so um that that's what it was but um i didn't know that happened to you uh, we, we would record, yeah. yeah, we would record like two, uh, separate pay-per-views in one night. And I guess some of the girls, it didn't register. Like you have to tell them I want X amount of money because I'm working twice. They just assumed I'm working twice. I'll get my double pay. No, you Absolutely. aren't going to. Yeah. No. So. And that, I learned, I learned that and what had happened. And this is the only thing I could think of. And if Dan hears this and he wants to hit me up and like refresh my memory. Um, <laughs> I remember I was like upset about it. And then I was being vocal about it. Not like to be ugly or nasty, but I was just like, I thought, wait, am I crazy? It was more like, wait a second, wait, what's going on? And it wasn't like I was like, trashing them it was like i was talking to the girl wait is this right like blah 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 blah. and then of course the girls were like yeah the ones that have been there and then right. they kind of cued me in and the newer girls like me that had no didn't know any better they were getting upset because they didn't realize it either so that's the only thing i can think of of where he got like mad or like where he was like oh i can ruin your chances because he thought i was like bashing them or something and then maybe i did and i just don't remember i don't know but um, that's what put the, the bad taste in my mouth, but I still love Steven DeAngelis. I still keep oh, yeah. with him. The I just guy. Him. I love Steven DeAngelis. Oh my gosh, you did? I just did a show with him uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He's still, uh, he's still hanging in there. <laughs> so I, yeah. I love him. So I, I got him out of that. And what was cool too, is a lot of girls who ended up becoming names in wrestling, they we were all like there together. Yes, know, we were. James, ODB, yeah, um, gorgeous George. Even though she had done her thing, right? She was there too. Um, yeah, 
Velvet yeah. Sky, and Angelina like, oh, there was Love. Everybody, Angelina Love. Yeah, they were all Bain, there. Amber yep. O'Neill, everybody. Every, it was, it was all, fun. It was all a lot the of fun. Everyone knows and loves. What'd you say? No, I, I, I just, to me, it was like a big slumber party when we, because we would like work. And then so, part of the pay for some girls would be a bottle of, a bottle of liquor. And <laughs> oh, then we, we would go back to the hotel and everybody would drink and hang out. It was just a big slumber party. It was it, I love those weekends. They were great. So I wish I could have a reunion. I, I need a money man to uh, get oh my WW back together <laughs> for a reunion. Tour. You know, there should be a reunion. You, should, you put it together. I'm put trying. Chad. Hey, you know, I gotta be honest with you. I I don't know if I block. I know, like, I knew WW, but I'm still kind of processing the porn part of it because I don't remember that whole deal. So that's oh uh, my god. Kind of, and I guess Listen. maybe I was trapped inside of the uh, the the other side of the bubble. I didn't really look outside. I didn't realize that. But uh, I don't know if I'm gonna do any research. But I might learn a little bit about WW by the next show. Uh, I'll do. Here, I'll here's do a, a little, little here's a little gem for you. Instead of the NWO, we had the PWO. Can you, can you guess what the P stood for? Oh, man, hang on. I'm gonna have to sit down at the drawing table here and figure it out. Good lord. <laughs> I, I think you know it. I mean, it was it was so ridiculous. Um, the girls' names were all disgusting. Like it. it it was it was ridiculous, but it was a great time. So anyway, yeah. So okay. So then you went to Ohio Valley. So okay, I was getting looked at for a while, and then um, I was in a really weird place where I accidentally got married once, and I was with this dude, and I just shouldn't have been with him. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, who made you get those papers signed? I know. I finally did. Twelve. Me. Years later. Me. Like, Shelly, get those papers signed. Get those papers signed. Um, so I was in a really dark place, and then that's when Tommy Dreamer called me and was like, Shelly Martinez, you're going to go to, you know, we're signing you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, okay. And they gave me the choice to go to, uh, they were they hadn't started Florida yet, but they said he said, you know, we're going to have this new thing. It's going to be bigger than anything. Um, no, I'm sorry, Deep South. Deep South was in Georgia, right? I think it was in Georgia at first. Yeah. So he said, it's going to be bigger than OVW and Kentucky, blah, blah, blah. So at first I was actually like kind of sold on it. Like, oh, this is like the new like thing. But then what made me call him back and be like, no, I'm going to go to Kentucky was Molina was there. At the time she was on the road. She had just started with Eminem. Um, backstory to my connection with Molina, her and I started together at the wrestling school that my first one. And so, um, when she first got signed she got signed like maybe a year year and a half before i did and it was really cool because it wasn't one of those things where um we were like trying to be in competition with each other it was like okay whoever gets there first like figure it out so then we can cheer each other on so that's kind of what we did and um did you want to say something yeah you're jumping ahead of ovw though right no 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 this is this is pre to ovw so pre okay um, okay she got first then I was like, okay, I need to get signed. So then I got signed. And then that's okay. they, do you want to go to Deep South? And at first I said yes. And then I thought, no, Molina, even though she's not at OVW anymore, she's in Kentucky. And I'm moving out of state. Um, so I had to be around somebody I knew, especially because this is the first time I was away from my sister like that. So um, that's when I decided to go to OVW. And I'm really glad that I did because uh, the connections that I made there, even though... 
I don't really talk to anyone from that era anymore. They really served an awesome purpose in my life and like keeping me uh, kind of from not going crazy from, especially mm -hmm. when after we were gone from uh, WWE, it was like, oh yeah, yeah. So um, I started at OVW and what's so funny is I got there on 4th of July and then um, like I went, the, I think it was a day or two after I had gotten to Kentucky, I went to OVW and they had their uh, like taping for their OVW TV. And that was the night Jim Cornette went off on, um, sorry, I know. Oh, Santino. Santino, Santino, Santino. And so I walked into this whole thing thinking like, what the hell is going on? I thought it was a joke because I was backstage, of course, and my first time being at OVW, I'm all excited. And then I just see Jim Cornette. That's your first day there? Yes. Wow. And damn. Like, he's like, I, I think didn't he slap him or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. He slapped, oh, wow. He slapped the shit out of him for um, uh, breaking, uh, basically breaking a smile while the boogeyman was going through the crowd and like completely <laughs> no selling the boogeyman. I just remember him being in Boris. Oh, sorry. I, uh, Santino. I know him as Boris. Uh, <laughs> Santino Morello's face. He's just like in his face, blah, blah, blah. And then like, blah. And I'm just like, is this, there's no camera. <laughs> <laughs> this real? It's <laughs> a work? Yeah, exactly. Because I was like, wait a second, what? That's it great. Seemed, it seems so like something that I would see back in California, not at like WWF's like training <laughs> facility. And so I was like, what? And then the next day they were like, everyone came with a serious face and I'm still like, Hey, and then like, they're all talking, what's the future? What's and then Danny Davis had to talk to us all. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And you know, <laughs> now that I'm remembering all this, that explains my whole wrestling career. What the <laughs> hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. It pretty much like, sums it up in a sentence, smile, but it's always, but what the hell's going on? <laughs> never know. You never know. Oh boy. Okay. But so yeah, yeah, that's why I started OVW. And what's interesting is I had only been there for like maybe a week. And um, they told me that I was going to be a vampire and I was going to be with Kevin Seven at the time, um, Gangrel and Jimmy Wang Yang. And we were going to be the new breed. And, or not new breed, uh, new. Um, new brood. Brood. Breed. I became the new breed. The new you, brood. you were the new breed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I was all excited. And I remember I, they were like, come tomorrow, have like a kind of vampire attire, whatever. So I come the next day and I remember, I'll never forget, Mickey James was in the girls' locker room. And I was like, oh, where's Kevin at? She's like, oh, you didn't hear? And I was like, what? She's like, he got fired. And I was like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, <laughs> there's this whole thing that after WrestleMania, they do a whole sweep and they get rid of a lot of people. And she, I was like, who else? She's like Gangrel, Jimmy Yang. Oh my god! Oh, perfect. My whole crew. What the hell's going on? And so, of course, they explained that you know the sweeps had happened, um, and then they were like, "Okay, scrap that idea." And then fast forward um, a year later, I don't know about the date, but it was in July, and that's when all this happened in July. I ended up becoming a damn vampire, anyways, on the new ECW. So it's like it just it worked out. Together. Like, I just always knew that I was supposed to be there. And I know- And you were with so Kevin. What was that? And you were with Kevin. And I was with Kevin. Like, that's the thing. And 
it just was so meant and the fact that i am a vampire it's not a gimmick it's like perfect <laughs> it was like i don't even have to act i just gotta like um you know say what's on my mind i guess or like whatever and i did and it was a lot of fun so that's like in the nutshell how it all happened okay yeah interesting and like i said earlier we got to do our little deal for what three four weeks tops before balls took drugs and got <laughs> caught and uh ruined my life in, in the wwe uh thanks balls but uh yeah we we had the best time working together for that little stint uh we could have did so much more i re i remember i remember her and i were going over our little match that we had and they gave us gosh it was barely like a minute and a half two minutes tops <laughs> And Jim Ross comes walking by and he's like, good luck, ladies. And I was like, thanks. And then we, we came back through the curtain and it was either him or Jerry Lawler. And, and they was like, that's all? That's all they gave you? And I was like, yep. <laughs> you know? And uh, we, we, I remember you and I were talking to Undertaker and we're like, we want to do this spot where we get on the top rope and we're like fighting and then we fall to the outside through a table and Undertaker's like, yep. Go, go pitch it. I think it sounds great. And we pitch it. They're like, absolutely not. And we're like, ah, oh, okay. We're not going to do it. We were. we were like, that's the girls we were. We were there because we just wanted to have fun and entertain those people. And those people would have gone nuts. Oh my God. Them. Could you imagine? They would have went nuts. Yeah. And it would have been so cool, but uh, it just wasn't meant to be. We were chained, man. We were chained. It wouldn't let us do anything. And that's the thing, Granny. Like, when people um, kind of get, like, oh, you know, they have the wrong impression of, like, when I'm being vocal about things. It's, like, I'm not saying it to be, like, Bleh. It's more, like, man, it's just a shame because I have yeah. so much more to offer. And it's really frustrating that people – and here's the thing. I'm fine with, like, I was held down and I was being censored, I guess. But what irritates me now is people making it seem like just because I, say, I have an opinion of something or I share a story about something, they automatically, oh, she's just mad because she's washed up. They Because she didn't get to do it. And it's like, no, dude. Like, you don't even know the kind of girl. I was down for this stuff and they didn't let me. So, like, Listen, what, like God. For sure. If you didn't work there, you have no idea. I remember being in Gorilla, waiting to walk out for, it had to be one of our things for TV. And I heard them say, uh, nobody call her the queen of extreme. She can't use that as I'm, and I'm, and I'm saying, and then I asked and I was like, well, why can't I've used it for 13, 14 years now? Oh, Charmelle's the queen. You, you can't be a queen here. You can't use the queen of extreme. And I was, okay. And then I didn't even get announced when I got in the ring. Cause just, I don't know if somebody told Justin Roberts, just don't announce her or if he forgot, but you were cutting a promo on me about how I was going to be fat and pregnant. Remember that the yeah. fortune teller? I didn't even get an intro, and I'm just like standing there, like, what the hell is this? What is this place? Like, this sucks, you know. So I understand completely. Um, I was willing to give 110 percent, like I always did. You're the same way. You have a good work ethic, like I do. They just wouldn't let us do it. So um, yeah, totally get it. But that's the past. We got something good out of it, like we said. Um, we are so due for a phone call behind all oh this goodness. though because we need to catch up um we've been texting a lot but i want you to tell everybody 
uh, social media, how, how they can see you on Patreon as well, your secret society, your YouTube. Give us all that info. All right. I'll give it to you now. So um, it's pretty simple. Um, pretty much on all my social media, it's Shelly from Cali, S-H-E-L-L-Y, no E-Y, from Cali, like California. Um, I have my Patreon. That is uh, forward, patreon.com forward slash Shelly Martinez. Or you can go to ShellySecretSociety.com. That's kind of like my blog page where I show little previews for it if you want to see mm -hmm. what you get. Um, it's, I know it looks a little scary sometimes to people who aren't into my modeling photos, but I, um, you know, I do a lot of stuff on there, a lot of different vlogs. Um, I have been on a hiatus of my podcast with my sister. We're going to be starting that soon. I do a ton of live streams. So it's really just a exclusive fan club for if you're a fan of me, whether it's wrestling or my modeling stuff, boom, there it is. Um, or your vag. But yeah, me and my vag are there, you know, just to be in a bikini and show you a good time, you know. So that's, there you go. <laughs> awesome. Oh my goodness. Me okay. You a good time. That's right. She's 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 fun time Shelly. Yeah, totally. And uh, my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Shelly Martinez channel. Um, yeah, it's all there, you know, if you want to check things out. Um, I just started a new platform called Coco Scope. And um, oh. it's an alternative to YouTube to where they don't censor you. And um, I just uh -huh. started yesterday, so I'm going to be starting to post some stuff on there. And I'm real excited about that because my whole thing is, is I always get in trouble for music. Like, I hate it. Like, it'll just be in the background. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you just like. <sighs> so I just been really irritated with YouTube. So I hope that Coco Space or Coco Scope takes over huh. gals like myself or content creators in general that just don't want to be censored like i'm tired of being censored damn it always oh but. wow so like if you wanted to like dance to a song or something you can play the song and it's no copyright or well this is what i just talked to them and this is the other thing they are so nice and they write you back right away and i like that customer service because youtube you can't ever get a real person to talk to but um she said the gal i've been talking to that if it's in the background, as long as no one puts a strike against them for the copyright, it's fine. Hmm. And they haven't had that yet. And it, she's like, as long as it's not the focal point, like um, editing a video and like they're using that as like the music. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and she said if there is a copyright strike, they just ask that you either re-edit it without it or take the video down. So it's not like you get punished or anything like that either. So. Nice. Okay. And not that I do topless or anything like that anymore but um it even lets people do topless like it's like very uncensored i like it. i even asked them i was like can i smoke my bong they're like yeah go ahead <laughs> yeah you want to see shelly uh wake and bake you go over to coco scope and you can watch coco her scope you're always coco on like scope. the forefront of these like new technology things i love that that's uh that's very cool it's very cool. It's good that since i like way before wrestling um i had websites um when I was just doing the modeling thing, I was really inspired by some models that were here. Um, Dita Von Tees, Kat Von D, uh, Stacey Burke. Yeah. Um, girls who were on top of websites and having membership sites before it was like a thing. And I always like, when I was young, like 18, I was like, I want to do that. I want to make my own money. I want to put out my own stuff. I want that. And so I've always played around with that. And because of that, I've always like known about like what's happening or what's coming up. And what's so funny to me is like, once I do it, like a couple years will go by and then I see a bunch of wrestler girls starting to do it. And then that's when I was like, 
I told these girls a long time ago. You're a trendsetter, babe. What was that? You're a trendsetter. <laughs> I'm just saying, you like, are. Just out there trying to help you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> She's been telling me to do Patreon forever. And I'm just like, no, it's too much work. I'm so lazy. And and now we're doing one. But it's a different, it's a, it's a, it's a podcast Patreon, which is totally different than a wrestling Patreon. Right. But, um, you know, no, but anyway. This because I knew, Franny, that you would be perfect for Patreon. Like, just doing your thing and, like, being you. Because people want to hear what you have to say. They want to know you more. They want to see what makes Francine tick. And see what this hot mess is all about. That's, <laughs> that's mainly why they pay me money, you know? Because you never know what you're going to get. But... Um, I do appreciate you coming on. I'm sorry for all the glitches today that this has never happened before. And of course I'd have you on and it would happen, but, um, <laughs> we'll have you on again yeah, and, okay. um, we need to talk. So maybe one day next week we can get on the phone and, and chit chat a little bit and catch up. But, um, okay. I do love you. Oh, baby. <laughs> it's, it's this Fred Mertz and for all Aww. Um, or listen to this that are a follower of me. Thank you for little all your Fred. and and prayers for little Fred. He's 19 years old. Oh wow, <laughs> little Fred. Bill, uh, last Friday, he's been very delicate. Um, it's hard for him to even walk. It's been very mm. hard at the Martinez household here. But here he is, and he just wanted to pop in and say thanks. For <laughs> well, because of you, little Fred, my ratings just went through the roof. So yeah, thank Fred, you thank that. you very much. Oh. Oh, oh Ethel's getting jealous. Here's Ethel. There's Ethel. Oh, look at these outfits. Could you die? So cute. Well, listen. Thank you for hiring me so that I can get this little girl in Kentucky. There you go. Um, you take care of yourself, too, because you had a scare last week. So um, give me a call when you are free, and we'll catch up. And um, thank you for your friendship. All righty. You guys have a good one. You too, Bye -bye. baby. I'll talk Thanks, to you soon. Shelley. Good to talk to you. Bye, babe. Bye-bye. All right. So we're going to head into <sighs> the wrap-up here. The, uh, the, the <laughs> Straight in. The extended version of the Eyes Up Here Episode 5. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, look, even with the glitches and stuff that we had uh, while recording the interview uh, for the video portion, it's still cool just to uh, to hear two friends talk. And, you know, again, you you helped her out at, a, at an age where – she needed somebody that, that knew what they were doing and you were the perfect person at the perfect time. And that's her thing. She is into that style of, of living. And I uh, appreciate you guys sharing those stories today. Yeah. She's, she's a lot of fun. We had a good time together. And like I said, if, if she wasn't with me, it, it would have been a hundred times worse for me. So um, we, we helped each other. Let's Absolutely. leave it at that. The way to be. Yeah. So, all right. Well, before we wrap up, I just want to remind everybody in the TMPT empire if you head on over to the website, tmptempire.com, I've now created pages for all the podcasts that we have going. So there's an individual page for Eyes Up Here where you've got all the links to the Patreon, to Francine's Etsy store, to also her Pro Wrestling Tees store, as well as you'll get all the podcast links and stuff. I'm just kind of working my way towards that. I'm just got the crux of it all. I've got like a little, uh, little template. Uh, but there's also a page for the Triple Threat podcast that you can get every week on the Russo brand, the J.J. Dillon podcast, and the flagship TMPT interview show, uh, all on TMPTEmpire.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at WrestlingPal. Uh, that's about all I got, Francine. So I'll hand it over to you. Do your stuff, and uh, you can get us on out of here. 
Yeah, social media is just ECW Diva Francine across the board, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, again, this is going to be a week with no work, a week with waiting for surgeons to call me, and probably a week of depression and crying because they can't get me in. So we'll talk about it more next week. It should be fun. <laughs> but uh, again, I just want to say thanks to everybody. Uh, all the new Patreon members, thank you so much. We will be doing stuff on the page. Check out the Patreon again, uh, patreon.com slash Francine Podcast. And uh, God bless you guys. I love you all. It's a wrap. This podcast was a presentation of the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcast empire.